Hello and welcome everyone back to the JRPG Report. This is going to be episode 83. I'm your host, James Fisher. Thank you so much for tuning back in again this week. We've got a few fun things to talk about. Um, It's a bit of a slow news week, so uh, we're going to talk some, uh, of course, Trails of Cold Steel 3 um, as my playthrough continues. We'll talk about a few... uh, uh, Quick stories is really the only <laughs> way to describe it. As like I said, there's not a whole lot going on. But uh, as of this recording, it is the day before Halloween. And I thought it would be kind of fun to talk about some of the spookier uh, JRPGs and um, just RPGs that you could fire up if you are so inclined to play those at this time of year. I know it's a little bit late, but, uh, I don't know. I found a, a fun article, uh, by Kimberly Wallace of Game Informer. And now this is the 10 best RPGs to play on Halloween. There are a few JRPGs sprinkled in there. There's, there's just not a lot. So I figured we'll just open that up to, uh, all <laughs> brands of RPGs for, uh, for this particular list as, uh, you, you've probably have played, uh, most of these are, are no what I'm going to talk about. So it would have been a very, very short list if we just held the JRPs. But without saying uh, anything more than that, um, I've talked about this title before. And to me, uh, it is, uh, as it is centered around Halloween, it is just one of the most fun um, RPGs you can play any time of year, but particularly at Halloween time. You've got to play Costume Quest. Um, it is, like I said, it is so much uh, fun just to uh, get back into into that world. Um, all about trick-or-treating and the different costumes that uh, the kids get to go along. And you collect candy from um, bushes and you go up to doors and actually trick-or-treat. And sometimes people are there to give you candy. Sometimes it's uh, actually monsters behind the door and you get to fight them in a really fun turn-based battle system. Um, the <laughs> One of my favorite moments is one of the costumes that you can acquire is candy corn. And don't know where you sit on the uh, candy corn spectrum. Love it or hate it. I am much closer to the hate it category. It is one of my least favorite uh, anythings <laughs> really of all time. And so one of the costumes is candy corn and basically it's useless. Like you just, you do, you do nothing. You don't attack. You just sit there and you're just a, a, a damage sponge basically. Um, and it's just, it's hilarious. Um, they really had a lot of fun with the costumes. Like uh, Thomas Jefferson is one of them. And of course there's a, a pterodactyl dinosaur that flies and uh, just some really, really awesome costumes. And they, the kids, you know, that's, that's their superpower. They can't fight on their own. So they have to turn into these special costumes in order to fight. But if you've never checked out costume quest, uh, you're going to have to fire up an older system. I don't think it's on PS4. I believe this is just, yeah, PS3, Xbox 
360, PC. There is even an iOS and an Android version. If you don't have any of those systems, I would highly recommend it. Not only just at Halloween time, but it is a really fun, fantastic game, uh, no matter what. So the first, uh, outside of Costume Quest, if I'm talking about like creepy, scary JRPGs, the first thing that comes to my mind is Parasite Eve. Now, it's dated. It's a PS1 game. Uh, you're going to have to uh, go back and fire up your Vita or something to, uh, or I guess you could play it on any, system, any PlayStation system. But, uh, man, that game was just, it was creepy. It was gory, bloody, um, a little pixelated by today's standards, but just a really amazing story. I love that battle system where you're actually using guns in combat, but still has a lot of strategic value to your placement on the battle system. And, um, yeah, just, a just a mature title that, um, honestly, those are the type of games that we need a little bit more of now. I mean, I guess when I played that game, I was like a teenager, but, um, yeah, playing the, the M rated games, but, um, a game that the sequel, eh, it completely changed it. It was, uh, not the same in my mind. I'm, that is a series that is ripe for a reboot in my opinion. And, um, definitely one of the best games that you can play around this time. Of year, uh, a game I've never gotten a chance to play, but would be a cool one. Obviously, the time of year is Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines, um, Bloodborne, an obvious choice. I've got that one as one of the free PlayStation Plus games. It's on my system. I just never got a chance uh, to to check it out. Darkest Dungeon, you can play that on pretty much any system out there. It's a cool one that you can go to. Uh, they also list System Shock Two. Uh, Diablo 3, I mean, that's, I love Diablo 3, don't get me wrong, um, is it a, I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's creepier with the, the hellish costumes and stuff, it's, it's, I, I enjoy that game very much, they've got Undertale on here, um, the two games I want to talk about that they've got on the list that I quite enjoyed is, uh, Shadow Hearts, um, if you've been a long-time listener of the podcast you'll know that i love the shadow art series um i guess if you're talking about a halloween or a creepy one you definitely want to go back to the first one as opposed to two or three as those were much more uh lighthearted especially the third one was completely silly um but yeah that first one super creepy feel to it it's got all the european castles and just that whole uh whole vibe to it again another Another series that just begs for a reboot with that uh, very interesting ring-based battle system. Um, If you've listened as well, you know that I love Persona 4 and 5. Love, love, love them. But my first one was Persona 3. And while 4 and 5 have darker elements to them at times, um, I feel like 3 was just like, it was dark. The entire time. Um, It didn't really let up from that. So if you're looking for a creepier, pure JRPG, definitely pick this one up. Find out the FES version on PlayStation 3. I would not recommend the PSP version. I I felt like that was just a... 
you can get on your Vita as well. I feel like that was just really kind of inferior. Um, I understand trying to make kind of a version for it, but as we saw with PS4 or Persona 4 Golden on the Vita, they were able to accomplish it and then some make it almost make it better than Persona 4 and PS2. That is not the case, in my opinion, from Persona 3 to the PSP version. But if you can fire up your PS3 and play it, um, or I guess actually PS2 (laughs) was was where that originated up, you can get that um, as a classic title as well, and definitely check out that version. So yeah, that's kind of a fun little top... uh, top games that you can play around this time of year if you're looking for some form of a creepy holiday uh, Halloween fix. Into the news. Um, Speaking of Halloween accessories, Code Vein released version 1.1 update. It is now available. It adds Halloween-themed accessories, color palettes, and face paints. Now, that is available right now. They had... uh, just a whole blevy of, of things uh, catered towards um, Halloween type looks. You, you see this, um, you don't see it in games that often. Um, you see a ton of it in mobile games now. Uh, that there is every game out there has a, a Halloween patch that they can quickly upload and uh, get you to pour some more money uh, into that. There was also some bug fixes with this uh, thing. They fixed the application errors on the following conditions, moving to event scenes with specific blood veil, guarding continuously right after pushing confirm button in front of a closed door. Uh, They fixed matching facility while using keywords on Steam, adjusted battle effects, adjusted enemy movement, and fixed other minor issues. Uh, remember last week we talked a bit about the very promising looking Persona 5 Scramble. Well, now they, they have uh, some TV spots out in Japan. And uh, you can check out out these uh, different ones. There's If you follow the link on the Facebook page, there's five D- TV spots that can be uh, viewed via links. That is... Uh, and then you can also... They've got a convenient uh, compilation video that you can view <clears throat> all those. And that's going to show off the different locations that you're going to be visiting in Persona 5 Scramble. Tokyo, Sapporo, Sendai, Osaka, and Okinawa. Or, again, my Japanese and my Japanese uh, names and city names, not the best. So uh, if I mispronounce one of those, you'll have to forgive me. We got a new Pokemon Sword and Shield trailer. This is for the new Pokemon of the Galar region. A nine-minute trailer introduces the region's various new Pokemon. Of course, you can check that out on the Facebook page. All the stories we talk about today will be listed over there. And uh, you can check any of them out in more detail. Check out all the trailers that I'm talking about. Give us a like over there. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, Of course, Pokemon Sword and Shield is due out not too much longer here on the Switch on November the 15th. 
Monster Hunter World Iceborne Expansion for PC finally gets a firm release date of January 9th in 2020. Um, if you pre-order it now, you can get the Yakumo Layered Armor Set. A digital deluxe edition, including the deluxe kit, will also be available. The deluxe kit includes the Silver Knight Layered Armor Set, three gestures, two sticker sets, one face paint, one hairstyle, and one decor set for room customization. So if you're waiting for that on your PC, you can now have high-resolution textures, 4K resolution support, uncapped frame rate, ultra-wide 21x9 support, DirectX 12 support, and of course, mouse and keyboard controls. There is also a new um, PC release trailer. You can check all that out over on the Facebook page. There's also a new trailer for uh, War of the Visions Final Fantasy Brave Exodus. This is the fourth game overview trailer. And uh, it will talk about guilds, duels, and what would a Final Fantasy game be without Chogobos. Um, game is planned to come out on iOS and Android devices on November 14th in Japan. A Western release is planned at a certain time in the future. Kind of an odd um, announcement. Do you remember back a little while ago, we got word of the Nino Kuni movie? Well, they're not done just yet. And no, it's not Nino Kuni 3, which I'm sure is being planned at some stage and uh, we won't see that this generation but in the meantime net marble has announced a nino kuni smartphone game i'll be honest i didn't see this one coming per se but i guess everything has a smartphone um offshoot to it in some way shape or foam form they're going to showcase this in um at G-Star 2019 in South Korea from November 14th to the 17th. Um, there is an accompanying image uh, with it with a young boy and girl and some sort of uh, familiar with them. Uh, you can only see their backs, so we don't know what's going on. The smartphone game will feature anime-esque graphics as well as a social system based on an in-game community called Kingdoms, which allow you to grow your guild by cooperating and competing with other players. Additionally, you can collect and train spirits called Amazon to take along with you on your adventure. So I guess that's what this little floating creature is next to them. Uh, that's all I know about it so far. I'm sure we'll get a look at it, like I said, at the uh, G-Star next month. We got a, I, I assume this was going to be a trailer, but Genshin Impact uh, had a travel highlight. Um, it had two images, no, I'm make it four images along with it, and it kind of is a, a travel guide to it, and it's kind of written, um, as you might read, like a travel blog 
or something. It It's a bit odd. So it was one of those stories, like, when I first ran across it, I was pretty excited. Um, but then I read it, and I was like, well, this is kind of kind of silly. I've linked that to you if you guys want to read through it. I'm not going to read through the whole thing as it's a little bit lengthy. Um, and I don't know. I just I feel like it would have been better to had like a video and had these words accompanied to it rather than text and a couple images. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, in other news, Kingdom Hires... Oh, <laughs> I completely butchered that one. Square Enix Osaka is hiring for, quote, HD development of the Kingdom Hearts series. Um, We always assumed that there would be more Kingdom Hearts games coming. And um, this one kind of uh, of confirms that. Square Enix's Osaka team is hiring UI designers, effect designers, and technical artists to work on the quote HD development of the kingdom hearts series, according to newly posted job listings. That's all we know at this point. Of course, remind comes out this winter. So I believe this is definitely something new, even though nothing has been formally announced. Um, the term HD development would imply that these are, um, current systems. So you're not talking about another, um, well, I guess 3DS is, is pretty much dead. So you're waiting on the next portable system from Nintendo, but they have the switch. So that kind of bridges both gaps, but anyway, yeah, definitely not a, uh, I guess not a mobile game either. This is hiring for the next kingdom Hearts four or offshoot that they are going to going to. So it's happening. It's just golly. I would, I wouldn't imagine this is anything more than the the baby first steps of a game that we're going to see in five years, something like that. If I had to had to guess, um, so the Thailand Game Show was going on uh, this past week, and uh, of course, Final Fantasy VII remake was uh, was there. Um, there was a live stream of it and I, I checked it out it was about 50 minutes long there was absolutely nothing new shown as i didn't anticipate there there would be um the only thing i had to really report on was a was a quote from um producer rashinori kasai as he um had a short video and he explained the reason behind the inclusion of the squats mini game in the remake. And I don't, it's a weird quote to me because why would you not have this in there? It's certainly nothing that needed to be put out. So anyway, he says, quote, since we announced the remake, a lot of fans have speculated as to how far we would go in re- reproducing the elements that made the original great. We put a lot of care and attention into the cutscenes, but the fans of the original have also have strong memories of things like the squats too. So even though they are just little mini games, the development team had a huge motivation to do them properly and remake them in a modern style. So maybe this is not so much um, a quote as to what we already knew, but in my mind, this is like, look, 
obviously part one is Midgar. We are introducing a lot of new things, but that doesn't mean we're cutting out things like the squats main game. So that means to me, when we go to gold saucer, we're still going to get the snowboarding and all the other silly mini games. Um, that were the G bike and, and all those, all those things are still going to be there. Now, will they be enhanced and, um, done maybe a little better? Well, sure. I can, I can say that's probably definitely going to be, be the case, but will there be things cut is more of some of the questions that I have. Uh, one of the biggest things that I've been interested to see without spoiling too much is like when you go to Shinra HQ and um, find a certain person is now deceased by a certain person wielding a giant sword. There is a quite a blood trail that goes through the entire building. Um, I wonder if that type of thing is going to be in there. Um, we'll just have to wait wait and see as to how they handle all that stuff. We, we probably won't know until the actual game comes out in March, but it certainly sounds like they are, are not cutting things and things that people really enjoyed. They're going to try to reproduce as best as possible. Um, Paris games week was going on and fairy tale got a new trailer. Um, here's a brief it's it's brief, but uh, it is it is a good trailer, and you guys can check that out um, over at the Facebook page. They say, "quote Start your journey in Land of Fjord and play through the adventures of Natsu Dagnell and Lucy Hartfield, as well as other eccentric members of the Fairy Tale Mage Guild on a fun field and thrilling quest." Gus Studios is creating the game under the supervision of author Hiro Mashima, promising a faithful recreation. For the fairy tale world and its unusual inhabitants, including everything from magic to its iconic characters. A fairy tale is due out for PS4, Switch, and PC in 2020. And again, you can check out that trailer over on the Facebook page. There was a new um, launch trailer and mini interview, producer. Terasawa for Conception Plus Maidens of the Twelve Stars. Uh, <laughs> they finally said the baby making RPG launches early November in um, Europe and North America. It's a pretty decent little um, interview. Uh, so they asked him on the remaster version what uh, see the re. This was originally released on PSP in 2012. How did the idea for the original game come about? And uh, they say, with so many games out there now, it's fine. It's hard to find an original concept these days. That's why I thought it would be interesting to combine two genres into one and decide to mix elements of romance, visual novels, and a dungeon-calling RPG into one. The idea of creating children with, with many women, uh, it may have just come from my own latent desires. And he laughs. So I'd say... A honest answer for a interesting, uh, interesting question. So yeah, you can read that full interview or check out the uh, launch trailer by following that over on the Facebook page. 
Uh, if you were looking forward to the, well, you may not be looking forward to mobile games particularly, but I'm looking forward to this one, Tales of Crestoria. It has been delayed past 2019. Now, you know, we've only got uh, two months left. It didn't have a firm release date other than 2019 for the game, so I'm not surprised that that has been uh, been delayed. Um, there was a lengthy... Uh, release <laughs> accompanying that and some new characters as well as screenshots it is shaping up um it's shaping up to be an impressive game it kind of looks like i give it somewhere in between ps2 and ps3 graphical look to it um maybe even probably closer actually some of these screenshots i'm looking at that's that's pretty much ps3 quality um what you can do in the palm of your hand is really uh, really impressive. The more I see of this game, and unless it's been said otherwise, this doesn't look like it's going to be a free game. Um, I may be completely wrong on that, but the amount of time and money they're putting into this one seems more to reason with this might actually be something that they um, they actually try to put a price point on. But you can check out that full interview. Uh, over on the Facebook page and uh, be looking forward to it when they do. They did not say um, when it was actually coming out, just said it was, it's not going to be this year. Um, Last story I have is not um, JRPG completely related. We did, I did have a story that I saw today that said that, uh, PlayStation 4 is now the second best-selling um, home console of all time. It just passed PS1. And just, like, not long ago at all, it passed the Wii. So now it's sec- second best. It was, like, uh, 106 million sold. It's only trying PS2 now. The big question is, will it catch up to PS2? In time... I'm sure it can, but PS2 sold over 150 million uh, in its lifetime. So PlayStation 4, while uh, has been a ginormous success, still got a ways to go to get uh, to get to be number one. Um, but they also uh, did some future proofing, as they say. Uh, they released the. Uh, they filed trademarks for PS6, PS7, PS8, PS9, and PS10 in Japan. So, um, yeah, they they got that. Those nobody's going to be coming out with uh, any other system called that. It is uh, it is theirs, and they will own it. Um, we are a new PS5 that they had that on lockdown. Um, no. Uh, no changing names or, or anything like that for the next, I don't know, what, 30 years? They, they've they got this. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. So let's just take one quick break here and um, have a word from our sponsor, and then we'll talk a little bit more about Trails of Cold Steel 3. All right, guys, so let's wrap up episode 83 of the show. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Cold Steel 3, kind of what I've been experiencing here the past week. Um, 
First and foremost, though, oh man, Atelier Arasa came out without a launch trailer. So that means no more stories in the Rise of the Universe. I'm a bit sad. I don't know. It was kind of a, it was a fun little game to play each week with uh, what <laughs> tidbit was going to drop about this, and I assumed that it would end with the launch trailer, but we didn't. We didn't get one. Very. Oh. But uh, yeah, so the game is out. I think I'm gonna. Uh, I've put it on my Amazon wish list, so maybe one of my uh, family will pick that up for Christmas, and by that time, I'll be ready for a new JRPG to play through. Um, so Cold Steel Three, um, kind of just piggybacking off what we talked about last week, and that that is one reason why I put this in the last half of the podcast as opposed to laying off with it in case you, you don't want to, to hear me talk about it. You want to experience it fresh. You know, maybe you're one of our European listeners and, uh, you're just getting your hands on it, uh, right now. So it's, it's mostly just continuing on with, uh, everything amazing about the game that I've already <laughs> kind of talked about. Uh, we've, I've seen a few more, uh, returning characters and a few um, bits here or there that was uh, unexpected. Uh, we got our first, I always want to call it Gundam, but um, got our first mech, you know, giant sold at soldier battle, mock battle thing. And uh, it's primarily the same as it was before. Um, they added a few things like... Um, if you are facing uh, two soldats at the same time as you are in one of the battles, it will actually um, have like lines going from uh, their their unit to you, indicating that they are going to attack you, as opposed to uh, before. Um, you have item to heal instead of regenerate. I don't know how. Um, it's going to be with Valimar. It may be a little different, but I don't think you're going to be jumping in him uh, <laughs> quite anytime soon. That is, that's not the indication. We got to our first new city. So um, we got to St. Ankh or Ankh, however you want to say it, which was um, talked about in the first um, um, game. If you remember um, the High Arms family that uh, Patrick was from, that is the region that his dad got in governs over and <clears throat> excuse me uh, speaking of patrick i mean you'll see him fairly early in the uh in the game and um actually a likable character it's he's he's turned quite the uh the 180 from the first uh series of games which was a welcome sight to say the least uh so you got to explore a little bit in that countryside you've the missions are set up almost exactly the same way. You've got one required mission. Um, instead of like a field report with, uh, you know, doing missions at the students, now you're just doing it in this capacity. And for that one, you've got one required and three optional uh, quests that you can go on and do. And I believe there's a hidden quest as well. So apparently the hidden quests are at least shown now with the stars on them. You're also doing um, 
various side quests as you're going through it. So you run back into Vivi, and um, she's just as spunky as usual. She's a journalist now, and she'll ask you to take uh, to find one of the little stars on the map and take pictures uh, for the newspaper, and you'll see that. And once you do that, you hit, I think, L2 and one of the directional buttons. That'll blow up your Arcus 2, which will... Allow you to send those pictures to her. You're also looking for um, uh, you're looking for more of the black records with Rosine. So if you come across those, then you would call her and send those to her. And you're looking for uh, characters with interesting stories for Monk because he is now over uh, Radio Trista, and they have brought back Abed time. Um, so they're always looking for interesting stories for the radio. Um, yeah, that, that means Misty's back and hosting the radio show. And so those type of things, remember last week I talked about if you absolutely had to play part one and two in order to play this one. And I said, no, those are the type of things. These are the characters. All this stuff is why you would want to play part one and two first. And I actually had somebody on the YouTube channel kind of ask me this, if, I felt like it was necessary, and I kind of gave a, a brief answer of, of, you know, if you don't want to play the first two, you can absolutely go through and play this one just fine. Um, it's not You're not going to, like, get into them like, oh, my gosh, I can't play this game because I don't understand it. Well, you know, I played <laughs> three or four Kingdom Hearts games, and I couldn't tell you what was going on in those games either. So uh, you can certainly enjoy... Trails of Cold Steel 3 and not have played them. But all these characters that you keep running to, you know, like, oh my gosh, why is Abed time back? <laughs> Didn't something pretty major happen uh, as far as that goes? And um, the world still does not know that connection. So it's, that's kind of interesting too. So yeah, you're doing these side quests as you are uh, going along. All the shops are are back. It's the same. It's all the same systems that have been building in the first two refined and uh, just really really well presented uh the fishing is back and it's a little different um it's not the hectic button button mashing different buttons until you finally reel it in it is a little more um i would say it's easier but uh it's better like I'm never a fan of just button mashing. This one's just, you just hold down circle at the times when you're supposed to reel it in. When the fish isn't pulling, you pull and vice versa. And there's that balance in between, you know, too much and breaking the line and let it, let it get away. Um, the other characters can fish. It's not just rain who can do it. So that's kind of fun. And, um, that's most of all of it. Um, I'm definitely noticing that you're going to need to grind a little bit. Um, Sepeth, I believe that's how it's pronounced, the, the the currency and what's used to upgrade. That seems to be in slightly harder to find amounts. Like I'm having a hard time getting enough of it to open the slots. Like I've probably got 10 orbits that I could set, but I can't. Because 
I just, I just now, like I had to grind for a good while to open up one slot for, um, for one of the characters. And so now each character has a whole two slots opened up. Um, one of the first things I would recommend you do is try to do that and try to, I, when, when I've been playing these games, I always go for HP one or, um, well, that's the first one I go for now in the first two games, HP one would give you a thousand HP and this one, you only get 600 and you need it. <laughs> um, like in the area I'm in right now, if you don't have anything, augmenting your HP, you're around 900 to a thousand and standard enemy attacks can hit you in that 300 range. So in no time at all, you're dead. Like I fought, I just fought a standard battle last night and before I knew it, one character was dead and the other three were down in that like 400 range to where, you know, one attack could defeat them. And I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> Hang on. So you'll definitely want to uh, to pick that up. I, I usually go for attacks, but you, you know you got to have your healing in there too. So I am greatly towing the line of uh, trying to keep my party alive and uh, <laughs> and still still be able to to function. So probably tonight it'll just be kind of a grind fest to try to get up to uh, to some proper proper levels other than that i don't really have a whole lot to report other than the game is fantastic and i'm loving um every minute of it it is such a like like i said it's not going to break any ground for the way that it looks but it's beautiful and when you've played the first two games and you're like it it never looked all that great to begin with but now it's like everything's just fleshed out and it looks like a actual PS4 game that it should, you know, like I said, just in time for the next generation, we finally get a game that looks like it's supposed to, it's got all those little RPG elements in there that you love so much. You actually want to talk to all the people in town and uh, get to know them. There's a lot of voice acting in the game. Um, more, Sometimes more than you think it would be, but they still have this standard like, hey, we'll voice act for a minute, but then here comes a bunch of text because that's a lot to talk. <laughs> that's not going away anytime soon. So if you're at all on the fence about this title, go out and get it. If you're Well, actually, if you're on the fence about it, just download the demo and check it out. There's no, there's no sense not to. If you like it, you can carry on your progress from the demo. Check it out. If you're still on the fence, check out my live stream. I've got a couple of the videos up there as well in a walkthrough format. I'm working on those. And actually, I don't know what was going on last night, but the internet quality was was nothing. And so I lost uh, what I was doing last night. That's not That's not ideal. I don't know if I can go back through and do that or not. There's definitely going to be some things missing. But... Anyway, that's going to wrap up episode 83. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in yet again. Um, before I go, i got one last thing that I've been working on, and I'm still working out all the details. 
but here is what I am proposing to all you awesome listeners of the podcast. If you were, if you check out the description, wherever you download this at, um, in your, in your fancy little apps on the phone, there is a place there for listener support. And what I'm going to do, uh, we are coming up on episode 100 here in the next, uh, well, it's going to be 16 more weeks or whatever. I don't know how the timeline will work, but here's what I want to do. Anyone who signs up for listener support, I think I have, I think it's like a one, a five or a $10 monthly, a month donation. Even if it's just a dollar, that's fine. Anyone who signs up for this, um, if it's, if the game comes out before we reach episode 100, that's fine. But if you sign up between now and the end of the year, so next two months, you are going to be entered in the drawing. The drawing is going to be the, uh, the deluxe edition of Final Fantasy VII Remaster. That's an $80 value. So, like I said, anybody who signs up for that, we're going to have to have some sort of minimum. Um, you know, I can't, if, if one dude signs up for $1 a month, I can't give you an $80 game, <laughs> but let's just say a fair number of you guys sign up. You are entered in for this sweepstakes. You will be supporting this podcast, which is, you know, I make a dollar or two off of the, uh, the anchor ad that pops up in the middle of it. But, uh, this is pretty much going to be coming out of my pocket, but I want to say thank you to you guys for, for all you do. Anyone who signs up to support the podcast, you're entered in, and somebody, one of you, will win the deluxe edition of the game that we are all looking forward to, like I said, between now and the end of the year. So head over, find out to do that. There's also links on the Facebook page for that. If you can't find it any other way, pop me a message at um, James Fisher Productions at gmail.com find me on facebook whatever you need to do to say hey i can't find this and i will gladly send you the link uh, for that um but yeah so i think this is a pretty exciting thing and something i want to do to give back you kind of you scratch my back i'll scratch yours type of type of deal so anyway that's going to wrap it up for this week don't forget give us a like on facebook give us a subscription on youtube if you can do me a favor and head over to wherever you listen to this podcast and give us a awesome five-star review, that only helps out spread the message to more and more people about this every week JRPG podcast. My name is James Fisher. Thank you so much for listening to the JRPG Report. We'll be back next week with more goodness. But until next time, get back out there and level up.